Hey guys, this is Coach Mike Basovic, founder and creator of the Anxiety Free Executive and the Anxiety Free Student Programs, and welcome to my podcast. This podcast is all about helping you eliminate anxiety, stress, overwhelm, fatigue, burnout, depression, or any other emotional discontent that's getting in the way of you enjoying your life and from you getting all the results and all the success you deserve in life. Welcome and enjoy. Hey guys, it's Coach Mike Basovic, and welcome again to the Anxiety Free Executive Podcast. And remember, if you like what you're hearing, besides sharing it with a couple million people, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, the Anxiety Free Executive, and or like us on Facebook, or come to our Facebook group, the Anxiety Free Executive, and you can always find us at anxietyfreeexecutive.com. All right, let's jump into it today. We are going to talk about your catalog of emotions, right? The emotions. We all have the same catalog of emotions, right? We are all different human beings. We have different personalities. We have different backgrounds. We have different cultures. We have different beliefs. We have, we're all different people from different parts of the world. But we all have one thing in common. The mind works the same way, and we have the same catalog of emotions available to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we're going to talk about those emotions today and what they really mean when you have them and a totally different way to look at them moving forward. So now last few weeks we spoke about what the mind is, what the subconscious mind is, the conscious mind is, where your thoughts come from, where your emotions come from, where your actions or inactions come from, what a state of being is. And then last week or a couple weeks ago, I think we talked about, maybe it was last week, I don't remember, but cause and effect, the real cause of all your experiences and the effect thereof. Last week, we spoke about focus and a diet for the mind and the importance of training your mind to be healthy and what dividends that'll pay and what to focus on, not just randomly things, all the chaos and the minutiae as you go through your day. It is so important that we're focused. And today, I want to talk about emotions and what they really mean. So... We have a catalog of emotions available to us. Let's talk about some emotions that feel good. And these are states of being as well, right? A state of being, a thought makes us feel a certain way. If I have a thought, I'm worried about bills, I'm in a state of being of worry, and I might even feel some tension in my body. If I have a thought of I'm stressed over my job, I might feel tightness in my chest or in my arms or my heart might be racing. Um, and I have thoughts that reflect that and emotions and feelings that reflect that, or maybe I'm, I'm anxious and my mind is racing this thought after next thought and after next thought, and your mind is a flood of thoughts. Even though you can only have one thought at a time, realize that. Even though your mind's racing, you can only have one at a time, so you can slow that mind down a little bit. When you get in a state of being of calm, the mind will slow down. But let's say you have anxiety. And all of a sudden, your heart starts racing and your skin starts burning. And you pull on that thread of one negative thought to the next thought to the next thought. And pretty soon, you're having a panic attack. That's a physical, emotional experience, all dictated by the inner world and your thoughts, which are a byproduct of your state of being. So we have all of those emotions that that uh, available to us at any given time. So let's talk about this emotion. So what emotions feel good? Happiness, peace contentment, joy, success, accomplishment, um, fun, laughter, um, confidence, certainty, clarity, calm, peace, um, strength, courage, success, 
Wealth, wealth is an emotion. I know wealth in your bank account, but it's the way you feel, which is freedom, comfort, right? You sit on first class on an airplane, it's pretty comfortable. That's an experience, that's a state of being, right? All of those emotions make us feel good. We refer to those states of being as acceptance, and I'll get more into that more today. Now we have a whole bunch of emotions that we call negative, right, that don't feel good. Sadness, anger, frustration, rage, anxiety, pressure, fear, stress, overwhelm, uncertainty, inadequacy, insecurity, close cousins there, right, inadequacy and insecurity, very close cousins, need, failure, loneliness, Right? And all of you can relate to this, right? Humans can relate more. When I ever ask these questions to my clients, I say, give me some emotions that feel good. They're like, um, happy, um, whatever. And then I say, give me some emotions that don't feel good. They can list it off, man. They're, they're rapid fire. They're like anxious, stress, anger, loneliness, isolation, all of those things, right? Those are emotions that don't feel good. We call those resistance, right? So we have acceptance, everything that feels good, resistance. And in society, in life, we're taught that there are positive emotions and negative emotions, but there's no such thing. There are no positive, there are no negative. Yes, there are emotions and states of being that feel good, and there are emotions and states of being that don't feel good, but there is no good and there is no bad. Every emotion is normal and every emotion is necessary. And I'm going to give you a few examples here of what I mean. First things first. You couldn't experience happiness if you didn't have the contrast of sadness. And in some cases, sadness is appropriate, right? If you've ever been awake in a funeral, right? And you're sad. It's appropriate. It's a gift to experience that emotion. So you have to have contrast. You couldn't understand what courage felt like if you didn't also have fear. Um, happiness, sadness, courage, fear, uh, confidence, um, um, inadequacy. They're all normal, they're all necessary. But what happens in life isn't the fact that we experience an emotion. We experience the emotion, and we experience it again, and then we ruminate in it, and we ruminate in it, and we say, I don't want this emotion. And it doesn't feel good, it's a negative emotion. We start judging the emotion. Now we're expanding the very state of being that we don't really like by talking about it, by focusing on it, like people that have anxiety, for example. They have a panic attack that, quote, unquote, people say, well, it comes out of nowhere. I said, never comes out of nowhere. You were conditioned, okay? You, you learned it as a kid. It just maybe an event in your life amplified it, right? So many people, for example, have grown up in a stressful environment. Dad's a yeller and screamer. In the 70s, a lot of dads, you know, wielded the belt at home, right? And some of us were the recipient of those things. And, and the, the stories, as we spoke about in week one, wait till your father gets home, right? All those things, well, that creates... Okay, this level of fear inside of this young person, right? We spoke about the dog analogy a few weeks ago. If you hit the dog on the butt with a newspaper every day, you're going to condition that dog to be afraid of you, the room you're in, and the newspaper. Okay, that's conditioning. The dog's afraid. Okay, normal emotion, right, for the dog, even though it's not great to live in that space. So let's say you were conditioned to be anxious. Mom was a warrior. Dad was a yeller. And you start experiencing things. And then you have a pressure-filled test in college right, that you know a final, that you know you have to pass. You don't have to get a good grade on, not just pass. And you start really stressing about it, and all of a sudden, you have a panic attack. Your mind starts racing. You feel like you're jumping out of your skin. Your heart's racing. Your skin is burning, and you're jumping up and down. You're having a panic attack, and you can't calm yourself down, okay? And, um, and I've 
had panic attacks 20 years ago. I know what they feel like. So my clients say, well, Mike, you know, you're, you, you would understand what a uh, panic attack feels like. Oh, yeah, I would. Okay. <laughs> I know what it's like being driven to the hospital thinking you have a heart attack when it was just panic. Okay. So I can relate. So anyway, so then anxiety happens. Now you have a new traumatic experience. Okay. A panic attack. And now your mind is, is telling you, I don't want that again. I don't want that. And every time the stress starts building, the thoughts start going, and now you're afraid of not only the anxiety, but the panic attack. Okay? It is literally an emotion that doesn't feel good, but it's, it's a conditioned emotion. It is now resistance. So as we go through life and things happen, we start experiencing those things, and we look at them as negative. But all of it comes from stuff that you probably don't even remember, as we talked early on in the first couple podcast episodes. So you have to understand that you're nothing more than conditioned behavior. Your mind, as we said last couple of weeks, is, is a programmed machine running, and the state of being is what's creating the results. But if you look at your emotions that you're experiencing, the only reason you're in that resistance, you're in that anxiety, is because of habit, probably several events or maybe a lifetime of fear, worry, and anxiety, starting from childhood up till now. So you've literally been expanding this, this feeling of discontent in your subconscious for years, even if you rose above it and didn't pay much attention to it and always performed when you need to perform or just worked through it or distracted yourself, the danger of distraction. And now these, these quote-unquote negative emotions have overtaken you, right? But they're not negative. They're not anything. They're just emotions. They're not positive. They're not, they're not negative. They are just normal emotions. And look at the kid, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. A kid has an experience, right? And then they move on to the next experience, the next experience. You ever see a kid just go exploring? Let's say they're at the, the park and they go to this, uh, this uh, uh, what do they call that, uh, um, sw- the slide, uh, the, uh, the playground. They're on that ride and then they go to the next one, they go to the next one and they start talking to a little kid and they hang out with them and they go to the next event. And then they might even like fight over a toy with a kid. And then they're over it. And they move on. They might throw a little tantrum, go running by mom or dad and crying. And they're right back out playing. They live in the moment. They have an experience, even if it doesn't feel good. And they move on. Let's say a kid, a five-year-old kid is out playing on the sidewalk in shorts. And they come running in and they, they, they skin their knee on the, on the sidewalk and they're bleeding a little bit. And they come running into mom or dad. Mom picks up and says, it's okay, honey. I understand it hurts. Mom doesn't say, hey, that's a negative emotion. And it's not okay to experience it. Mom says, no, I understand. Let me make it feel better. It's okay. So mom kisses it, wipes it off a little bit, puts a band-aid on it. What does the kid do? Okay, the kid goes running back out, play, have fun. It's on to the next experience. What do adults do? Adults post a picture of their skin knee on Facebook. And then they talk about their skin knee. And then they invite other people to post their pictures on Facebook. And people are all posting their pictures on Facebook and revisiting their traumatic events. And then they say you should sue the sidewalk manufacturer and all that stuff. That's what adults do. Adults live in the chaos. Adults live in the misery. The kid has the emotional experience and moves on to the next experience because the natural state of being is happiness, is flow, is ease. We're conditioned to the opposite, including these kids. So when we experience emotion, they're all normal. They're all okay. They're that contrast I mentioned, a yin and a yang. Any of you adults that remember 9-11, what were the emotions associated with 9-11 here in America? Okay, and I'm sure most of the world, um, sadness, shock, anger, uh, fear, frustration, uh, compassion, empathy, 
There were people driving across country to New York to volunteer their time. Love, right? But all of those quote-unquote negative emotions were really necessary. You wouldn't say, oh, man, 9-11 was awesome. It was exciting. Let me see that again. No. Those are not the appropriate emotion. I mentioned a wake or a funeral. You don't walk into a wake or a funeral high-fiving and laughing. That's completely disrespectful and not the appropriate emotion. The appropriate emotion is grieving, sadness, loss, respect, compassion, empathy. Those are normal emotions that are associated with the event. So as we go through life and you lose a loved one, even if you put a dog to sleep, a loved one, that's a traumatic event. It's a sad event. You've got to give yourself permission to experience those emotions and states of being. But the problems don't start there. The problems start when you live in it, as we spoke about last week, when you keep ruminating over it and you don't embrace the emotion or you have the anxiety and you start fighting it and you start trying to get rid of it and you start over-medicating or medicating in general or distracting. And all the while, this program is running and expanding. This virus in your mind is expanding because it's resistance. Okay, whatever your state of being is, acceptance, flow, ease, freedom, or resistance, stress, worry, pain, whatever your state of being is, is currently going to expand. Remember, the state of being is the cause. That's the thermostat we talked about last week. So understanding your emotions means that every emotion is normal. Every emotion is necessary, and every single emotion is not only okay to, to experience, it is your gift to experience. We have, that's free will. We have free will to experience any emotion. It is your right to be angry. It is your right to be frustrated. It is your gift to be agitated, okay? The problem isn't when you spend time in that space. If you take action from that space that's not, that's not appropriate, that's when the problems can start. And we've all done it. We've all said the wrong thing in an argument. We've all said the wrong thing to a customer service rep. Poor people have to take our BS all the time. And, uh, or to a loved one or to your boss or employees or kids. And we regret it because when we let that stuff stew, instead of just experiencing it, then that's when the problems start. But it's okay to experience everything. If you had a breakup or a loss, right? So if, if uh, I called somebody up and, and uh, said, they said, Mike, how you doing? I said, oh, terrific. I uh, just found my significant other cheating on me with my best friend. I'm great. They would look at me and say, sit down. Okay, tell me what happened. You can't be great. You're living in denial or you're in shock. Because the normal emotions associated with an event like that, or if you had a breakup or even an argument with your loved one, is sadness, is loss, is maybe resentment, loneliness, uh, inadequacy, um, embarrassment. All of those things are normal. When you've had a loss of a relationship or a loss of a loved one, people grieve with you. They say, I know it hurts. Okay, good luck in your grieving. Seriously, I wish you the best of peace in your grieving. Okay, they understand what you're going through. That's not the problem. You've got to give yourself permission to experience every emotion that, that comes your way. It's a gift from whatever you believe in. God, higher power, infinite intelligence, uh, whatever your beliefs are, it's a gift. You've got to give yourself permission to experience it. However, if you stay and you judge it, it's not good. Okay, remember, everything that we've been is everything we are today. So if I'm in a state of being anxiety, I must have had a lot of experiences in my life, a lot of personal rumination of anxiety for this machine, this hard drive, to be running that program. So it's me. It has nothing to do with them. And it's a state of being. 
So we have to understand that everything that we're experiencing is a byproduct of everything we've been through. So the emotions that we're feeling are emotions from an event that's currently in our life or something that happened in the past that we keep revisiting. So we mentioned childhood last week, right? So when you had a traumatic childhood, maybe a lot, your parents got divorced when you were eight and it was a tough one where they're fighting all the time and yelling at each other, or maybe you lost a parent when you were young or dad was never around, never paid attention to you, always yelled when he was home, always you know bitched and moaned, or when you brought home a B instead of straight A's, you got read the riot act and grounded. All of those are emotional experiences that have conditioned you to be who you are so it's created the emotions and states of being that you run around in every day. So you've got to look back and say, all right, most of the stuff I don't remember, but the stuff I remember, I had to experience it. I had to ruminate in it because I wouldn't be in that state of being today if it wasn't for that. So it's not about um, medicating it. It's not about nutrition. I get a kick out of when people are suffering emotionally that they think by changing their diet it's going to work. It doesn't. Okay, that make you feel better physically. might make your skin glow a little more. Um, but it has nothing to do with your diet. It's, it's an emotional program running. So we have to realize where we're at today, and we've got to stop resisting. Because the key is, the understanding is I'm here because a lot of things that I've done in my life, I'm a self-fulfilling prophet. I'm the creator of my experiences. My mind is a projector. All of those things we've been talking about. So I must have ingested this stuff, even if I don't remember it. But I remember a lot of it. We can all remember a lot of events in our life. We, we get it. We know why we're where we're at. Where we're at. So we have to stop resisting. We have to say, okay, I'm experiencing an emotion that I've trained my mind to experience. So we have to stop resisting. But when you're in that state of being, remember last week, the state of being is going to keep bombarding you with thoughts of worry, thoughts of stress. So you won't even be able to see through what I'm talking about because you're going to be like, but my mind is a war zone. I can't slow it down. And this guy's telling me to just embrace and allow myself to experience everything. Okay. Um, it's really hard. And that's the stuff that we bring in. That's the toughest part with the clients we bring in our eight-week program. You know, their mind is a war zone, and we're teaching them this stuff, and they can't even understand it sometimes. And we're talking about that every emotion is normal, every emotion is okay, and they say, well, Coach, this emotion makes me feel like shit. <laughs> this emotion is really tough. And it's, it's, it's the stress is real, the worry is real, or, hey, I don't have uh, the relationship, and, yeah, I feel lonely on Friday nights. Or Saturday nights, right? I remember beautiful Sandy came into our program, and uh, she's a rock star. She came in probably about four years ago to the date, three or four years ago, and she lost her husband. And it was a traumatic accident. I, th I think it was snowmobiling or four-wheeling, something to that effect. And obviously she was grieving, and obviously she was sad, and she had been experiencing this sadness, and it was growing over the last um, three, four, five years before she found me. And she was so committed to feeling better because she had a daughter who's depending on her. Now her daughter is um, a little bit older. Now Sandy's a grandma. It's beautiful. But Sandy came in and she goes, and she was crying the entire time on her call. And this grieving, this sadness just grew. And, um, and she hated it. And every Friday night she'd leave. She's a business owner. She'd leave her business, close up, and go home and cry. And she shared her story. So it's on our, you can find Sandy on our, uh, on our website under client success stories. Amazing story. But when I was explaining to her, I'm like, okay, we've got to learn to embrace the grieving. We've got to learn to stop resisting. And she said, this pain is so deep and it hurts so much. And she would cry all the time. She says, I, I just can't stop. And it just hurts so much. And I said, I understand that. 
and it's not easy. Well, Sandy came in and did the work. She's a rock star. And she ended up referring, like, so many people. Um, and uh, because she transformed, and people like, Sandy, what did you do? You're a different person. And all of a sudden, you know, um, she had a different life. But she learned to stop resisting. She literally gave herself permission to experience the states of being she was in from the event that happened. And she did what we taught her over and over and over. And within about three, four, five weeks, Sandy was a new person. She was happy. She was upbeat. She learned to make peace with what happened, right? She didn't forget her husband, wonderful guy, love of her life. She didn't forget their relationship. She didn't um, have a lobotomy where they erased her memory. None of that stuff. She had a whole different outlook on what happened. And to this day, Sandy's been changing lives. She's, she's the beacon of happiness and joy and motivation for other people. And so many people that saw her transformation, she's like, well, you got to go see Coach Mike if you want this life. And I, I'm literally, she's probably at a ripple effect of 15, 20 people that have come through our program. And then imagine a ripple effect there. All because Sandy learned how to understand and acknowledge that this was my state of being on the events. And then we gave her the techniques to work through that and to hack into the mainframe and, and change the conditioning, change the program, get, program and get rid of the virus. But it was, wasn't until she understood that every emotion was normal, every emotion was okay, and we take the judgment away from that. So we don't look at it as positive or negative. We don't judge any emotion as good or bad. It's either acceptance or our resistance to experience the thing that we really don't like. And as I said, it's really hard when you've got that pain in your gut and it's leading to sadness and depression and, and loneliness and, and uh, isolation. And it's literally pulling, was pulling her in that direction. And, and when you hear some guy say, well, you've got to embrace it. You've got to make it okay. It could be infuriating for some people because like, you don't understand how painful it is. I said, yeah, I have. I've been on that, that, the boot camp I went through in my life where I screwed up pretty much everything I touched for a while and I had the relationship trauma and I had the, 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 all the garbage that happened in my life and lost everything. Yeah, I was on that boot camp so I can understand what everyone else is going through when they come into my program. So I do get it. I do understand it. And I used to resist all the emotions, all the states of being. But you've got to look at it completely different. You've got to understand that every emotion is normal. Every emotion is necessary, and every emotion and state of being is a gift from the creator, the infinite intelligence, whatever you believe, okay? It is a gift to experience. So when you understand that and you give yourself permission to experience the anger or the inadequacy or the frustration, right, the teenager who doesn't feel like they belong and they walk into a room and they get picked on and they get bullied, of course, the normal emotions inadequacy, of course, it's insecurity, okay, or, or uh, lack of confidence. And it's okay to experience those things. But when you condition your mind, when you go home every day and think about it and feel it and think about it and feel it, you're becoming that. Because the mind is shaping and molding itself to all of the things that you're feeding it, especially the emotional stuff. So the opportunity is to do the work inside, and then the bully is no longer attracted to you. Then you feel confident. All of a sudden you attract two, three friends that are just, just in harmony with you. I remember I worked with a young young uh, junior in high school, young woman, and she was constantly being teased, constantly made fun of, beautiful young girl, and she ended up going to a major university and doing really, really well. But when she was in high school, she just get all these kids picking on her. And I started to teach her, I said, this is what you're attracting. And she was a little offended at first, and, and I taught her that. 
And I said, take your attention off of all of them and put the attention on the inner world. And it makes sense that you're feeling inadequate. It makes sense that you're afraid to go to parties and that it hurts. So we put the attention inward, did the work within a month. All the kids that were bullying her, they just started being nice to her. One of them, you know, she showed me a text message. She goes, Coach, look at this. The girl that picked on her the most apologized. And um, because she's just a tall girl, she was really tall. And this girl called her a tree trunk at a party. And it was hurtful. Let I me mean, think about it as your junior in high school. And the next week she said, remember that girl I told you about that party over the summer? I said, yeah. She goes, look at the text she sent me out of the blue. And I said, that's beautiful. It wasn't out of the blue. It's because you're in a different state of being. You're now understanding that it's okay to experience all those things when you have these life events that twist you inside out, that it's okay to experience sadness. It's okay to experience um, uh, loss and hurt and uh, grieving and loneliness. It's all okay. The kid that's on the sidewalk, the parent says, it's okay, I know it hurts. And then the kid understands that it's okay, feels the emotion, back outside to play, okay? Because that's what kids do. They're brilliant. So we have to give ourselves permission to experience every emotion. We've got to take the judgment away from the states of being and away from the emotions. You've got to understand that every emotion's okay, every emotion's normal and necessary. And then the other thing that we have to understand is that everyone in life experiences these things. I don't care what you see on Facebook. I don't care what you see outward. You know, when you're talking to people, they're all fighting an inner battle. Whether it's lack of confidence, whether it's insecurity, inadequacy, whether it's anger, rage, whether it's um, um, feeling less than, you know, like, like kids in school. You know, we, we have um, two still in college and three graduates. And... Um, I remember about four or five years ago, I was talking to um, uh, our second youngest and uh, was in um, junior year, and they were all talking about their ACT in, in Illinois. And, and I said to the girl, I said, how'd you do on your ACT? And she goes, well, 27, 28. I said, that's terrific. She goes, yeah, but it's not as good as so-and-so, who's a 33. Uh, okay. I said, but what, what's wrong with you know, 27? You can get in almost any school you want with that. That's wonderful. But she felt inadequate because she was comparing herself to the kid that, you know, smartest, you know, book kid in school, the kid that can memorize the best, whatever it is. But I said, that's a wonderful score and focus on your gifts. But that feeling of inadequacy, if she takes that into her adult life, she is literally going to find things to be inadequate about. So as, you know, you're talking to her, you're looking, you know, she's a wonderful young lady, but she's battling this feeling of inadequacy inside. So everybody's got a battle going on. Everybody's got a war zone in their mind. The mind is just a machine running what it's been trained to run. And when we believe the stories the mind is telling us, that's when the problem starts. It's only telling us those stories because that's what we've trained it to be. So everything we have to start understanding, as we spoke last week, that life is an inside job and everything that we're going through is a product of our own personal conditioning through our experiences, through our childhood, through everything else. So everyone's got something. So the perfect life, and I, listen, I'm a pretty happy guy. If you ever visited my Facebook page, it's like pictures of golf and family and fun and uh, out uh, socializing. Or last night, my son and I were to dinner, and I post this, we were on the water, and I posted this beautiful picture of the, the backdrop we had. That's what I tend to post on Facebook, and that's pretty much what I live every day. Do I have inadequacies? Of course. Do I have lack of confidence? Of course. Do I, am I afraid of things? Yes. All normal emotions that I love. But when the mind is giving me that story, I don't believe it. I just know that it's what I call resistance. It's not real. 
It's not true. It's just your mind running a program. But when you live in that day every day and you keep regurgitating that every day, you're literally going to become that. And then it's going to find, as we spoke about last week, that state of being is going to create more. And pretty soon, your life is going to be a reflection of all that. So you've got to give yourself permission. You've got to take the judgment away from emotions. You've got to give yourself permission to experience every and all emotion. They're all okay. The rumination, the living in them, the judging them, that's where the problems start. Giving yourself permission, like the mom gave the five-year-old permission to experience the pain and the sadness when they were little, that's the gift. That's the way it's supposed to work. Don't judge it as negative. Don't judge it as positive. Just experience it and move through it. All right, guys? So there's your, there's your little intro to emotions. All right, guys? So we'll wrap it up there. And uh, if you have any questions about this, you want to expand your understanding about this, you can reach out to us at anxietyfreeexecutive.com. And remember, as I always say, like our Facebook or like our YouTube channel. If you like what you're hearing here, make sure you subscribe. Join our Facebook group at the Anxiety Free Executive and um, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. All right, until next episode. Uh, and, and in the upcoming episodes, we're going to have a lot of guests. We're going to have a lot of um, some of our clients that have been through the program. We've got an amazing coach, um, um, brilliant person that works on our team, Doreen. We're going to have her on some episodes. We're going to have other coaches, other authors, other other um, um, people with a message. And, uh, and we're going to have that in the upcoming episodes. But the first several podcast episodes are going to be me helping you understand human behavior. All right, guys? So have a wonderful week. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you